North Carolina A&T enters 2023 into a new conference with a new coach and a new quarterback and having to replace more than a couple of superstars. I think you get the point. Everything's new. North Carolina A&T is entering into a season of unknown. Oh, yeah. It's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your number one daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor and current contributing writer at usa today's saints wire and i appreciate you we're going on this journey with me, make it locked on HBCU, your first listen of the day, every day. I appreciate that. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives starts with an S, ends with an S. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your business team for your business and team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. And we have a really jam-packed episode because this is our last episode for our game of the week for week one so in a way this is really our last opportunity to preview the season and i will look at week one because we have six matchups that i really want to highlight and that's not even getting to our biggest game of the week it's a stacked lineup but before any of that let's preview the season for north carolina a&t they are entering into a season of unknown genuinely i do not know what's going to happen with them there's so many different factors there's so many different pieces and we speak about this way with jackson state because hey it, it was well publicized but it's not as if north carolina ant isn't going through something very similar and i think it would actually be extremely unfair if i didn't speak about them the same way that i was speaking about jackson state and honestly i feel that way it's not just oh i gotta make sure i'm consistent no my thought process is pretty consistent i don't know what to think about north carolina ant but i do know that they're going into a season of unknown they're going into a completely different conference let's just start it there they're going into a completely different conference. They're no longer going to be in the Big South. They're moving again, and they're in a CAA. And the reason that this is so interesting is because you are really good in the Big South. And maybe if you were having all of that turnover in a place where you felt kind of familiar, I'd give you a bit of leeway. i say, okay, they know what they were doing. Like It's, it's just some things. Because even with Jackson State, did I predict them to win the SWAC? No, but I had them just under FAMU. So it's not like I just expected them to fall off completely. That's kind of how I would treat North Carolina a and It's a little bit less hesitancy when there's at least something familiar. But you don't even have that to fall back on. You don't have a coach to fall back on. This is not only Vincent Brown's 
first year with North Carolina A&T. This is his first year as a head coach. The one thing you can say is that he's familiar with the CAA. That's the one thing you have. But that's as a coordinator. So I don't know how much you weigh that in to each his own, right? But overall, Vincent Brown is new. New, 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 new. And when you have a whole bunch of new, I have a lot of questions to ask. Simple and plain. You have to ask these questions. But let's take away from just the, the, the big picture. Let's just look a little bit more specific. Let's zoom in. Let's get a little bit closer. Because saying that they're going into a different conference, yes. But what about the team itself? What about the team itself? If they're rolling over a bunch of talent from last year, I can say, okay, I think that they translate this way. But, man, there's still question marks just on the roster. You know, and we've already highlighted the coach, the coaching change. But then also, what about the linebacking duo of Tyquan Roberts, or excuse me, Tyquan King, Jacob Roberts? That's going to be big shoes to fill. You know, I think the biggest one would have to be Bashul Tootin because you are replacing a great running back. A running back who was extremely effective, extremely consistent, extremely productive. This was the heartbeat of your offense last year. He was. And now he's gone. He's at Virginia Tech. And I, I actually believe that that's going to be the first one that we see how they try. Just the intent. Because, you know, who knows what it's going to look like. But the intent on how you want to replace Bashul Tootin, I think we'll see that quicker than anything else. It'll be very obvious. Because with linebackers, it's just, all right, we're going to put this guy out here and he's going to play this well or he's not going to play this well with the running back it's three players and the reason i can specifically say that we'll see that early is because it's a choice to use your running back and how you use him and coach brown had this question or this quote excuse me on just fcs versus fbs games he said and i quote i've seen how these games are won and lost and being able to run the ball effectively becomes a critical component of your success offensively There you go. Early in the game, expect them to run. Expect them to try to run. If they come out passing, I'll be shocked because that flies directly in the face of what he says the path to victory is and that the path to victory is actually running the football. You have Wesley Graves, who I believe is going to be the main runner from the things that Coach Brown is saying. He said that Coach Brown, or excuse me, he said that Graves will get a significant amount of carries throughout the season. And that's the only person he said that about. He didn't say that about anybody else. But then you also have somebody like Kenji Christian, who is praised for his ability to have the long ball, right? So you like his long speed. You like his burst. You want to probably get him out in space. Then you have somebody like Samik Blizzard, who's a true freshman, who they like his speed, and they like his ability to get in space. They did say that they like Christian's ability to catch the ball as a receiver, so you'll probably see a lot of him in that aspect. Especially, you know, if you want to get a third and three or if you just want to get a short pass, no matter what the down and yardage is. These are three running backs with three kind of different skill sets. You think Graves is probably going to be the bruiser, the every down back. You think that Christian could be the change of speed guy in the same way with Blizzard. But maybe Christian is more of a receiver and Blizzard is a change of pace back in the running game a little bit more. They're going to use them. And I can't wait to watch the way that they deploy them, especially early. You know, this is an FCS versus FBS game. Sometimes these things get out of hand. And when they get out of hand, or if they get out of hand, but if that happens and when that happens, um, I don't like that because they, you know, they always like, if and when. 
but whatever, you know what I mean. If that happens, then you won't be able to use the running game as much. You have to rely on the passing game, which kind of brings me to, I guess, maybe a little bit of burying the lead. But you have two new quarterbacks, Eli Brickhandle. He didn't start last year, nothing but one game, I believe, maybe two. Um, or he didn't play in one or two games. Excuse me. Um, he didn't play but one or two games. And then you're looking at Kevin White, who he's a player who is a true freshman. He literally hasn't played. So he's extremely new to this. Shout out to the freshman for coming in and making this a real competition. They're going to play two quarterbacks, those two, in the first game of the season against UAB. They're both credited for their athleticism, both credited for their arm strength, accuracy. This is going to be a battle that I am actually pretty interested to watch. So we'll see what happens with that. But overall, this is a bunch of new things, new teams uh, as far as conferences, right? You have new coach, you have new players, new superstar players. You have to replace some of your most productive players. Everything is new for North Carolina A&T, which means this is a season of unknowns. I don't want names that are going to replace the players you're losing and the coaches you're losing. I want production. We can have the names, but what are they going to do? And that's what I'm looking forward to. They are probably the team. I'm. They're in my top five most interesting teams heading into the season. I haven't curated that list, but I can feel pretty confident in saying that they will be in the top five, maybe even in the top three to be honest. And this is one of the reasons because I'm extremely excited to see what they can become. Almost as excited as I am to look at this first week slate of games. Week one is absolutely stacked. I don't just have one segment discussing the extra games of the week. I have two segments. This is extremely rare, but week one deserves it. And I'll show you why as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn College. In these days, every single new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. Let's lower the stakes when you use LinkedIn jobs because you can see exactly what you're getting into. No more sitting here in front of the person for 30 minutes just to find out that that guy or girl is a bad fit. The right member can really transform your team. A lot of times people are missing one component. And that one component elevates people. Or maybe it takes a couple of tasks off of other guys and other girls' shoulders, and now they can flourish in these departments. Now everybody benefits because you added the key person, the right person, the right fit. The right fit should be guaranteed with LinkedIn because all you have to do is post your job for free at LinkedIn College or excuse me, LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. And you're going to have, honestly, 800 million people to choose from. It's just that simple. Go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college and make your job search significantly easier. As we keep on rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. College football season is here. Our game of the week will be tomorrow. It's FAMU versus Jackson State, right? And Locked On is kicking off their coverage, and they're kicking it up with a Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 10 Central to 12 Central. They'll be live on every single college channel, and I'll be there giving my games of the week 
every week for the HBCU landscape. Matter of fact, that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're about to do right now, and I'll have to narrow it down because you will likely never catch this happen again. I highly doubt that at any point I will have six extra games of the week. Mind you, every Friday we have our game of the week. Three matchups, two storylines, one key to victory. Every single week, that's our thing. But on Thursdays, I like to go ahead and give you some extra games because it's not only one good game every week. There's typically at least two, three, maybe even four games of the week that I like to highlight. Three on Thursday, one on Friday. But this was so special that I had to not only highlight six games, but I had to break them up into two segments. So these are the first games that I want to highlight because they're games that I really want to watch no matter what. No matter what. The other ones have a little bit of context. There's something special about them. These are games that have nothing really special about them outside of how important they are to each team. And the first one I'll start off with is Southern versus Alcorn. Southern, not Southern versus Alcorn, excuse me. Southern versus Alabama State. I do have Alcorn on this list. But I have Southern versus Alabama State. Harold Blood versus D. Davis. This is a quarterback battle with a lot to prove. When you look at Southern, they're coming off of a SWAC West championship, but they're looking to make it to the Celebration Bowl for the first time, bring that championship home as far as the SWAC championship, just starting there for the first time in nearly a decade. Maybe more, actually. I think it might have been over a decade at this point. But when you look at Southern, they're coming off of that championship run. They want to be able to run it back. People say, oh, Southern made it without great quarterback play last year. I'm not banking on that again. I need Harold Blood to show me exactly who he is and how productive he can be. Coach Dooley said he can sling it. Let me see him sling the rock. I want to see the passing game. Then you look at D. Davis. D. Davis is a player who many people were looking for him to be gone. Many people did not want D. Davis to be the starting quarterback for Alabama State. Sorry, he is. But the thing about this quarterback battle is, yes, both have something to prove. I don't think that D. Davis has a long leash. I don't think that... Harold, or excuse me, I don't believe that Damon Stewart is far behind him. But he's going against one of the better secondaries in the SWAC. Same can be said about Harold Blood. He's going against one of the better secondaries in the SWAC. So this is a, a quarterback battle that I'm interested to watch. But then also, this is just a prove-it ground. Say it wasn't two quarterbacks, and it was just one quarterback going against the other secondary. And that's what we chose to focus on. That's a topic in and of itself. This is going to be fan. Fantastic. You look at people are mad at me, so I'm gonna keep it brief. Texas Southern versus Prairie View. I think that TSU is primed for a breakout season. I think that there's gonna be something special going on. I'm fair though. Monday or Tuesday, we will be here to discuss Texas Southern versus Prairie View. Win or lose, we will discuss them either Monday or Tuesday. And the only thing that determines which day it is is how much I have to say about FAMU and Jackson State. If I have a boatload to say about JSU versus FAMU, then this will be just moved over to Tuesday. But I'm not running from anything. I've hyped up Texas Southern. And for me to feel like I can really substantiate my hype, they need to beat Prairie View. It's been too many years that this hasn't happened. This has to happen now. I can't go off of a gut feeling. I need something substantial. I need something I can actually touch, tangible, in production on the field against a team that you've struggled to beat for years, I believe is enough tangible proof for me to either buy stock or say, you know what, maybe I need to slow it down. Then the last game is Alcorn versus Southern Miss. 
And I don't know if I'm getting caught up in the hype of trash talk, but this game is just fascinating. Maybe I'm getting caught up in the hype of how Alcorn played SFA last year, even though I know that Southern Miss is an FBS team. I like it because these are the type of FBS games that the best teams in, in black college football can win. Be honest with you. They can knock off a group of five team. If Alcorn is like that, they might be able to knock off Southern Miss. Probably going to be a close game. Frank Gore Jr. said they're going to hang 70 on Not even He didn't even say it. He said we're trying to hang 70 on them. Somebody else on the podcast said beat the bleep off of them or out of them. Like, that's what the conversation from Southern Miss people is like. Alcorn has taken offense to that. And I believe that that's going to make for some very entertaining football because I know that the defense heard. I know Malachi Bailey and the boys heard Frank Gore say, we are going to try to put up 70. Meanwhile, Malachi Bailey is going to try to make sure that Frank Gore can't even put up 70 yards, right? So that, that's a game that I think is going to be very interesting. Maybe I'm caught up in the hype, but I don't mind that. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. You know, being caught up in the hype, at least they're doing a good job selling the fight. Simple and plain. It's worked on me. I can't wait to see Alcorn versus Southern Miss. I can't wait to see how that quarterback situation plays out. These are very interesting questions to me. I'm interested to watch that. It just so happens those are the three top teams in the SWAC West, in my opinion. That wasn't on purpose. And, yes, it's a it's a high MEAC or excuse me, a high SWAC thing. The MEAC just doesn't have a great out-of-conference schedule this week to me. Like, this, this week just didn't move me overall. There's a bunch of MEAC teams going against, I think, some CIAA teams. Like, that, that just doesn't do it for me as far as making this our games of the week. But next week, North Carolina A&T versus North Carolina Central may just be our game of the week on Friday. Forget the extras that come on Thursday. This might be our game of the week on Friday. So it's no no bias. They just don't have games. You even look at it. TSU versus PV, swack, swack. Southern versus Alabama State, swack, swack. Then you look at Alcorn versus Southern Miss, swack versus FBS. It's a little bit of a common denominator. That's the things that I gravitate towards. But speaking of gravitating towards, I also just like games that hold a lot of weight, things that are commemorative, things that are big moments. I love those type of games and have three more games that fit that build as we continue with Locked On HBCU. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. I have three more games that are game of the week. We have seven games that we're highlighting. Six of those today, one tomorrow. This is a stacked week in black college football. It is ridiculous. But these are games with meaning, not as far as, oh, well, this is going to come into play later on in the season. That's Prairie View versus Texas Southern. I mean that these games seem to have a little bit of meaning beyond just football. You know, I'll start with the Grambling versus Hampton game. This Grambling versus Hampton game is in New York. And I've talked to Coach G, who was stationed in New York. Shout out to my mans again, bro. Working at Lincoln. I'm so happy for him, bro. I got to make sure I, I got to get on the phone and call him. 
And I'm saying this to you, not only because I am extremely proud of them, but then also because I want to give myself a little bit of accountability to make sure that I do it. And I've said it out loud now. Who knows? Maybe he'll see this. Gee, good luck. I'll call you anyway. But that being said, he's told me they don't recruit New York players. And it bothers him because he was he was coaching high school football in New York. And I'm no recruiting expert, but I would assume that if you probably don't have a lot of student athletes from New York, I would argue that a lot of the HBCUs probably don't have a student body, a large percentage of the student body that's from New York or the, the Northeast area. This is a recruiting trip. These are great brands. I don't know if, you know, football players might just be knocking on the door, but maybe some of the student athletes, excuse me, student athletes might not be knocking on the door, but maybe it's just some of the students will. And then you can go find the student athletes. I find no reason that Grambling and Hampton shouldn't have coaches at the high school games in New York. How often are you in NY? I doubt it's often. Take advantage of this opportunity. The other team that I thought was interesting, the matchup I thought was interesting, was Wingate versus Albany State. On the surface, this is a very basic game. There's no classic around it. There's no high bill around it. But Wingate doesn't lose to HBCUs. And at some point, somebody has to knock them off. They're looking for their 20th consecutive victory over an HBCU. And this spans all the way back to 2012. That was the last time that they lost a game against an HBCU. And they played 19 since. They've been 19 and 0. And I think last year was like the worst because you had two games in the regular season you lost. Then you got knocked out if you're talking about Virginia Union and Benedict College. So now you're looking at Wingate knocking two HBCUs out of the playoffs. Man, they be walking away from HBCU games like Jerome. Teach a man how to squabble. Like that's how they that's how they are. Every single game, 19 in a row, knocked out two of them in the playoffs. Ended their season. Wingate was the last team that, that Virginia Union and Benedict were able to face. It was over after that. In a way, I'm not saying this is HBCU pride. That's a lot of pressure to put on Albany State. But just from a simple perspective, like this is Albany State, one of the better teams in the SEAC, going against a team that made a nice playoff run last year. But I think when you look a little bit past the surface, you're looking for them to maybe get the lick back for most HBCUs. And then lastly, you have Morehouse versus Virginia Union. And this is the Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic. North Carolina NFL.com NFL Network, excuse me, will be at the game. They're sending their A team to the game. You have Steve White there, Bucky Brooks will be there. NFL Network will also be at the Grambling game, but they're sending what I believe to be their B team out there. No problem with it. Just saying that this is the A game for them. And I'll be transparent, right? Let's peek the let's let's pull the the, the curtains back. This is such a lucky break for me. I was going to put this game on here no matter what because I knew that Morehouse played in the Black College Football Classic. They just so happened to be playing Virginia Union, who was a team I desperately wanted to put in the first section of game of the weeks because I just want to know what Jada Byers is going to do. I want to see how Jada Byers fo uh, follows up his historic season. And luckily for me, Virginia Union versus Morehouse is the game in the Black College Football Hall of Fame Classic. I don't remember everybody's schedule. That's a lot of teams to remember everybody and what they play every single week. It's kind of nuts. I'm not going to remember all of that. I'm just not. 
not off the top of my head, but I was able to remember that Morehouse was in this game. So I went to go look at Morehouse's schedule. It said Virginia Union. And I said, oh, my. I get to I get to talk about Jada Byers no matter what. I'm very excited to see how you filed it up. Files. Why well, do I want to say files so bad? I'm very excited to see how he follows that up. Oh, this is going to be exciting. So this is a stacked week of games. I have six extra games I wanted to highlight. Tomorrow, we have Jackson State versus FAMU. Three matchups, two storylines, one key to victory in a game that is just as big as it has been over the last two years. And if Jackson State's performance of week zero was any indication, that will follow up in year three as well. But I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Thank you for that, sincerely. And until the next time that we hear each other, family, you can follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.